Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. I'm so excited to interview this beautiful soul. Her name is Sik Lalik Herrera. And who is she? She is the mastermind and CEO of X Level Inc. She's empowered and multi-talented woman with over 17 years of experience in luxury fashion and 21 years of marketing, public speaking, production, and development experience. She founded X Level Inc. in 2020 and has been committed to growing diverse talent and brands to the X level by taking on a strategic approach. Led by Zikla Lik Herrera, she leads a team of diverse talents through three branches of the company, X Agency, X Creative, X Network. Zikla Lik cultivates talent through connecting the dots from brand development, networking, styling, and strategic placement. She is a known tastemaker that elevates every project she is involved in. She's a public speaker that inspires her audiences to reclaim their essence and dream big. She has been featured on several morning shows and in various media outlets. Zikla Leek's passions are art, fashion, literature, and philanthropy. She's involved in organizations in San Antonio, New York, LA, and Latin America. She's always looking for ways to make a difference by partnering with nonprofits and making, making monumental changes in our community. I am so excited to have her here. And without further ado, this is Sikla Leek. Hello, 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 amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Okay, so I am excited, excited because this beautiful soul, wow, she came with um, this beautiful other soul, meaning my girlfriend, Dr. Veronica Estrada, said, you have to interview her. And I said, pues claro que sí, como no? 
And I'm like, oh my God, I love her to death. I can't, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. It's, she's so beautiful and just such a lovely soul. And her name is Seek Lalique Herrera. And she's a brand strategist and she has a beautiful company. And I know that she's going to talk all about branding and what she does with X Level Inc., which is her company. And I'm excited to have her here because I love bringing women, spectacular women that can share their gifts, their, 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 their talents, el talento, la pasión. And amigas, she's also divinely led and she's so spiritual and I love that love 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 and she's gorgeous okay wow I'm like to have todo el paquete todo el paquete I love it I love it so welcome welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast my friend well thank you Jackie I will tell you this I'm so excited to be here with you what an honor and a privilege to be with a fellow divine spirit who handles her shit. And we're going to be talking about how we do it with the way that we do it, but with grace and ease. Yes. Yes. My words, mm. my words. Oh my God. My, <laughs> I, you, you touch my soul all the time. So amiga. Okay. So I want my beautiful amigas out there that are listening to this podcast to know about you, the donde eres, because I, you know, your name is so different. It's not, it's not very typical. So I'm sure it has a background and a history. So I want to know all that. Can you tell Definitely. us a little bit? Well, orgullosamente, mis padres son de México. So we're from Chihuahua, México. My name is Nahuatl. So it's Azteca. Um, it means the northern or the goddess of the northern star or the star of Bethlehem, the guiding oh. light, I want to say. So that is the significance of Siklali. And I am a girl that was born in West Texas with wonderful parents, uh, an amazing father who was a great welder known for his impossible welds and my amazing mother who studied design and architecture, a house that was always changing in its style, but in that accepted that their daughter loved arts. Yet, even though I was born in West Texas and wore a uniform and went to Catholic private school and all that wonderful things that we all did over there, I will tell you this, that one thing that always held or that held me together was I didn't fit in mm. and it was okay at times because it was West Texas. So it taught me how to speak to people, which I'm really grateful for because you appreciate everyone. But with a name like mine, thank God I had it because my personality was always, as you you know, right now I'm wearing my green jacket and my jewelry and all these things, is my artistic expression was always there since I was a child. I literally begged for a black and gold bedroom suit at the age of seven and not from goth, but because I was in love with Coco Chanel and all those things. I dreamt of going to Marrakesh when other kids dreamt of going to Disney World. So it literally was sunglasses and a hat since I was six months old. Ah. It's just in my blood. It's who I am, but it doesn't define who I am. It's yeah. just a part of how I express who I am. Oh my God. I love that. You make me think of, of, um, when I was a little girl, I really wanted to be a fashion designer. Like that was like, I really wanted to be that. Right. And I would like wake up early in the morning 
to watch this show. I can't even remember the name, you know, back in the eighties, like the, I mean, I'm, I was born in 74, so I'm very old. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not that old. We get better with like, just like wine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I remember waking up and like watching the models and I'm like thinking one day I'm going to be, you know, creating their dresses and whatnot. But when, you know, unfortunately, that was not really fostered because, you know, I self-sabotage myself yeah. because I didn't know how to draw. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, you can't be a fashion designer if you don't know how to draw. So here I am as a six-year-old, you know, thinking these thoughts. But what I did know is that I was very smart. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, then my logic kind of beat my creative side. And I, you know, but- I love that you explored that part of you. I mean, because you created a business right now. Yeah. But I but I have to tell you, there was I had a fight just like you did. A lot of self-sabotaging behavior. People mean well, the Tias and Tios, who I was very fortunate that even though my father's family immigrated to the United States, um, my grandfather was from Marfa, Mexicano, but from Marfa. And my uncle only being in this country for two years was valedictorian of his high school. My aunt was salutatorian. Like they graduated from Texas A&M University. I have cousins from Dartmouth, from MIT, all these intellectuals. So I really didn't fit in in that. So I thought to be smart, I had to do business or possibly be an attorney because I was really good at Lincoln Douglas debate. So I was on that track. Oh, okay. And I actually went to a law firm at the age of 17 when I went to UNT. And I sat in George Zimmerman's office and, um, and there was another attorney there, Stephen King, and he had not lost a case and I had studied it. So I sat in their office. I said, I know how to make coffee. I just want to learn from you. They're, what do you mean? I go, I, you haven't lost a case and I want to know why. And so I sat there, I said, I speak Spanish. I'll help you do all these things. So long story short, I thought that was going to be my trajectory because I was always involved in politics. I worked my mm -hmm. first congressional race when I was 17 years old as a volunteer and um and did those things and went what I love that side of me as well but in that what I recognized when I was the attorneys all respect to those that do that on a daily basis I was not the best criminal defense attorney because if I thought you were guilty I was like no we can't defend it so needless <laughs> to say, I was not chosen to be an attorney and I still couldn't find my path in I um I had a, a, a great experience and I became a Miss Latina. That's a different story. But in that, a woman came to recruit me, Denise Nuno, after I went to go speak at the, the Mont conference and I was speaking about international business. And I was 18 years old doing this speech. And she goes, when you're ready to be a congressional, when you're ready to run for Congress, I'm ready to be your campaign manager. And I was like, can we have coffee first? Yeah. <laughs> and so we started, I looked at the business plan. They, they had some things and there was an opportunity and I thought of a way to actually, for her to get audited circulation, to negotiate with national organizations, LULAC and CLR and all these in DC, and then them send their publications. And we were working on this. And she goes, do you want to go to DC? I was like, why not? So most people didn't know. So I was only 19 and I was negotiating when I was over there, but my grandmother taught me to drink club soda with lime. So I looked like I was having alcohol, but I wasn't. So I literally was doing that coming back and forth to school, doing all those things and thought that was my trajectory. I produced my first show when I was 20 years old. 
um, and it was Totalmente Latina. And a dear friend of mine, I, Dr. Yasmin Davids, I just finished her program at yes. USC, where that, that's how I met Dr. Veronica, which I highly recommend that program as well. And needless to say, I was producing that show, doing Hispanic Journal as well, and 9-11 happened. And like many oh. of us, we said, okay, what's going on with our lives? I bought my first condo at the age of 21, got my first mortgage. And it was such a proof point. And what I recognize now at this stage of my life is when you're on the right path, the right things are going to find you at the right time, but you have to feel that soul. And something in my soul was saying, uh-uh, you need to change something. And now at this age, you, I, I recognize that it was more of guilt at that time that I felt mm -hmm. guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. That I think what it was is so many people had so many despairing situations happening. And yeah. here I was, and I was like, hold on a second, I need to reassess. And I did, and I did the best decision I knew how for my soul's calling is I went to go be a development director for Mia Escuelita Preschools. And I followed my calling. I remember my dad telling me, goes, you mean in the worst economy, you're going to go raise money for children. And I told him, I said, you know what, dad, I always want to do the Peace Corps. I can afford myself for two years. I did the math. Yeah. So somehow figure it out. I don't know what they're going to pay me, but I'll, I'm going to do it because I have to do this job. Yeah. And that's how it started. And then two years to the day, Nima Marcus came and recruited me. And, um, and it was a $5,000 check that they were giving. And I did a press conference and Ken Downey, who was the vice president of PR, um, came and we did the whole thing. And next thing I know, he's inviting me to the Zodiac and offering me the age of 24 to be the media manager in corporate public relations for Neiman Marcus, which is handling all the national media relations for the company. And would I be interested? Oh my God. And literally. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I oh was always in. I was in school. I Wait, let me see. Was I in school? Yes, I was in school. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> wow. It's okay. But I will tell you this. When you're doing good things, good things will find you, but you have to feel what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm divorced, so my life hasn't been perfect. I'm the first to admit to why I'm, I'm sure we'll get, get into that in a little bit. But with that being stated, it was more about me saying yes to what I was feeling. But thank God I had a mentor that guided me through like the ask, what do you negotiate? I negotiated like vacation days because I had told them no. And it literally was Carson from Query from the Straight Guy that we really? went to a party and he's like, he goes, so why aren't you saying yes to this job? It looks like you really like it. I remember with my friend after a martini, it slipped out. And I said, because smart people don't do fashion. And I couldn't believe I just said it, but that was my underlying <laughs> subconscious belief that yes. I didn't recognize I was like you with your art. I was blocking myself because in my father's successful family, you're not supposed to do that. If you do, you don't look the part. Who are you? Que te crees? Como te crees? You know, my poor mother, who was so stylish and amazing, was always like, oh, she just thinks she's all that because she's dressing up versus that's who she is, honor who she yeah. is. Yeah. And, and again, I don't think people mean to. It's all that they know. And, and I think in survival mode, sometimes we only think of it financially. It's also in feelings. Yeah. And, and it's in allowing yourself, but I'm grateful for all of it and being at peace in it. And I'm so glad I said what I did because I could finally recognize that not so nice voice from inside 
And then the next day said, yes, I will take the meeting and I will go through a formal interview process and do the whole thing and never looked back. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity because that I was with them for 15 years and um, worked with amazing designers from Tom Ford to Carolina Herrera to Mr. David Yerman to all of them and have learned from the best in that. And it's, it's truly been an honor and a privilege doing that. But I will be honest with you, La Virgencita siempre me ha cuidado muy bien. Mm. And it's, and literally before every fashion show, literally call my grandmother and be like, Wellita, necesito un rosario. I say, Miquita, ya te lo rezo. I go, no, but Wellita, I need to generate $150,000 in two hours. Please, you know, rezame otro, por favor. Y prende todas las velas. Todas las velas. Todas las velas. And it's that amazing essence that keeps you grounded that my father and I love my West Texas background because it taught me that everybody puts on their pants with two legs, which means you treat everybody. And when I received my first fashion award, the first person I thanked on stage was literally all of our housekeeping team at New Marcus. I said, I'm a conductor. Mm -hmm. I said, but it takes everyone to create an experience. I go, and if everyone rises to the occasion, we all rise there. And in that, my mother would always say, always leave something better than you found it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't about how I'm being treated. It's who am I in that process? Right. And I'm not perfect, believe me, but I learned how to forgive at a very young age. Yeah. And in that, you try your best not to harbor ill will. Mm-hmm. So that way you can ensure just to let go. So something, another door can open that's even better in the future. And wow. essence, and then brought me to X Level Inc. Where I am Absolutely. now. Absolutely! <laughs> oh my God! Wow! Sorry, long explanation there. No, but I love it. I love this. You know, I feel like you've had these angels tapping your shoulder, come in, and give you like a dose of inspiration, or like, you know what? Why don't you pay attention to this? Like Carson Daly, like, like why not? Just even right. like that little simple conversation. Why not? And you vocalizing the true reason yes when you said that what did he say I think everyone just gasped and cringed all at the same time (laughs) and thank god one of my very dear friends John Nieto who was my gay date my gay husband for every event that I would go to my art events in Dallas he was with me and he holds my hand and he's like oh my gosh he goes that's what's been holding you back and in don't forget that angels aren't always those that whisper. Angels are sometimes people that are next to you, but you have to make sure you're listening with your heart, not your ego Yes. in those moments, because yes. I could have easily tried to swallow or my ego could have easily been puffed up. Oh no, I didn't mean to blah, blah, blah. No, right. I had to admit to what I said Yeah. and, and, and recognize that it was my aha moment and be humble enough to be like, oh my gosh here's a gift from God telling me I'm about to do what I've always dreamt of doing. And I'm self-sabotaging because of what family thinks. Hold on right? a sec. Like right? this is not right. No, it's not right. There's something wrong here. <laughs> exactly. Right. I like that just brings me back to my little six year old brain saying that you don't know how to draw. So how the heck can you become a fashion designer? 
Well, I will tell you this. There's a lot of designers that have artists that work for them. They're the ideas. It, that's kind of like what we do with Excel Inc. What I do as a creative director is I come in and I look at the enhancement. That's what was known at Neiman Marcus was how do you create the enhancements in the new markets uh -huh. and what are we doing? And in that, everybody would be like, okay, how'd you come up with this? I go, I pray and I listen. <laughs> awesome. It was my best business plan. It's always been. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's um, when you learn to get yourself out of your own way. And I didn't. That's actually why I got married, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. I can admit to that as well, um, which was right before Neiman Marcus. It was in the middle of mi escuelita. And, and here I'd been working at a nonprofit and I'm like, okay, I have my house, have all these things. And everybody, of course, the question is like, when are you getting married? When are you going to have a real boyfriend? Not one in New York, not one in LA that yeah. you see like once every six months, like when, what's really going to happen here? And I allowed that to be heard. I hate, I hate to say it, but it's true. And then it's, what does a resume look like? And I hate to say it that I did make a list at that time of 52 things I wanted in a person oh, and that they had it. I know. I believe me, you pray for it. You're going to get it. So be careful what you ask for. Right. But I got all those things, but I left off certain things that now I recognize are so important to me. Yeah. Spirituality, um, kindness, generosity, a lot of things that weren't there. And that's why I could end up in it because I was, even though I've been an executive, even though you see me as a success and all these other things. I was in a very mentally unhealthy situation for a very long time. Wow. And I didn't listen to my voice then because I wanted to prove again, I can make this number. I can, I can grow the store to be 52 million. I can do all these other things because I was trying, I was still proving. Yeah. And so know that even when you have that, there's things that can happen that can take you off base. But that's why if I was to say one thing that's so important is that time in the morning and time in the evening, that's just you by yourself. And I am so glad we lived like roommates for the last five years of my marriage because I got to experience being single and work on that all on my own before yeah. the divorce happened, before all that other stuff. Right. And not that it was perfect, but I survived a situation probably in a different way because I refound me. Yeah. in that process. And even if you refine, as the Bible says, a mustard seed of faith, a mustard seed of who, who you were, you'll refine that person. And then you're going to start going down that path of joy. Yeah. And that path of joy then leads to a path of happiness. And then you get to divine alignment. And then in after that alignment, do you sometimes still experience your anger? And that's where forgiveness comes back in. And it doesn't mean life is perfect. It means, do you have the tools to get through another day to make the next one better and know you're not alone in the process? Wow. That's so profound. I'm like, you're speaking my language, girl. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking the tea. <laughs> and drinking the tea. Wow. No, it's so true. And, and, you know, because relationships are relationships, whether they're romantic, they're business, they're casual, they're, you know, relationships, they all require work and they require an open heart, I believe. Yes. And if you don't go through life in your relationships without having this open heart, this engagement, this... um communication um 
you know, a lot of things will falter. A lot of things will falter. And if you don't have your open heart and, and the communication is not in alignment with you, then forget it. Game right. over. Everything's done. No, well, completely. And that's exactly as I had to ask myself the hard question because I had a, when I was first opening my company, a business opportunity came and I was like, oh yes, I can show that they're great. And that's why you should go for my company versus building my company. Rookie mistake. I understand now that's okay. But I'm so grateful that that what happened there and that it didn't go the way that it could have. And I remember attorney asking me, they go like, do you realize you could be walking away from a million dollars? I go, it's not an alignment. It's not alignment. It's not going to work for me. I'm done. I just went out. I don't need any money. I just want to be like out of the situation and be done with this. And then I remember a friend of mine's husband telling me, cause I was in such a dark, a dark place from that going like, Oh my gosh, what happened? And the person that thought was supposed to support me through it, judged me worse than I was even judging myself. So I was like, wow. And so I remember being literally on a horse and I was in Malibu and they, they um, told me, they go, really think about why you did it. Cause we're really smart in business. So I don't understand. And I literally was on that horse just trotting away. And my friend was up in, in front. Um, and literally, I literally heard the voice say, how do they treat you at home? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, me llegó el 20, que te dices. I had not wanted to face that. Yeah. Because for so long, I thought somebody, I thought your spouse represented who you were mm. versus I represent who I am. I'm not responsible for them. Right. So I allowed that self-prejudice again to come in. Mm -hmm. And in that, I then came back and said, I'm done and I can't do this. I'm no longer going to be in this situation and it's I'm going to get out of it. I don't know how, but I'm just going to get out of it. And I'm glad I did. And actually, I'm really glad he acted the way that he did because it made it easy for me mm. to step away. Yeah. Because I, I and, and when I walked away, I just said, okay, you can keep almost everything. I just want to be able to keep my company and to be able to purchase this house. I remember the attorney and the judge going like, are you crazy? And I just said, well, they're not going to go through this. And I'm going to have to get into a legal argument for two years just to get what half a million, a quarter million. I go, I'd rather do that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I said, with all due respect, I'm, I'm out of mediation. And we were done in six hours. Yeah. And it was literally my life since has been by the grace of God um, and building the company because surviving a divorce first year of company and COVID, by the way, Mm -hmm. Second year surviving, trying to get the mortgage situation all worked out and everything like that. Cause if not, I would have to sell the house and give him more money. And I was like, yeah. no. no, I was like, yeah, no. Seattle. I was like, no more. I was like, yeah. like thank you. Thank you. And, yeah. um, and it literally was two weeks right before that my front door neighbor and literally a banker, like it was a miracle as to it being and and when I went to go meet with her, she goes, Do you want to close on September 24th? I'm like, oh really? I was like, is it? I was like, this is real. This really happened. It literally just cements all of you. But again, I go back to Paolo Cue also says that when you're on the right path, the universe conspires to help you. And it doesn't mean if there's a hiccup, it means you're on the wrong path. Sometimes that hiccup is making you stronger for something else you're going to need to be ready for this next level, which is why my company is X Level Inc. The logo is black with white in the middle. 
These are my favorite quotes from St. Francis of Assisi, that all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of one candle, which is hope. Yeah. And that's why it's all dark with light in the middle. Because yeah. I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. <sighs> I've seen it. And it's not nothing to be afraid of. It's it's to be seen because when you deal with your own dark night of the soul, yes. you then know that that's what breaks you through to your light. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of the company really is because I want to bring back the Mr. Rogers mentality in mm -hmm. fashion, entertainment, and creativity and reminding us all, what is our essence where we don't all have to be clones of each other to like each other. My father taught me a long time ago, just because someone looks like me doesn't mean that they're with me because they don't mean that they're against me. Right. And I love, and I think such a wise saying to teach his daughter yeah. to say, está bien, mija. Yeah. Deja ir. Y mi abuelita siempre decía, deja ir para fluir. Mm. And I think that when you learn that to forgive, to let go, yeah, that's why, and I could work on myself. I take responsibility for allowing that relationship to stay in th that I did. And the last rosary I prayed on the day of my divorce wasn't for me. It was for him hmm. because I want him to find love. Yes. I want him to find that every human being deserves that. We just weren't the right fit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in that other things heal because if not, siempre va a haber una espinita. Yeah, And I don't need more spinitas. I'd rather it just be as much of a smooth sailing as possible. So why create that myself if I don't have to? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Ya no hay espinitas. Todo sí, está yeah. fluyendo. Todo está fluyendo. Sí. So I love what you were saying about Mr. Rogers mentality and that yeah. that is, you know, part of your mission with your company. And, and as you know, you mentioned your company, tell us a little bit more about I know that there's like three divisions, yes, three branches, yes, right? So tell so, us, walk us through through uh, your company. So, you know, I've had many different team members come and join throughout the process. And one of them, I remember one time told me, they go, you know, you're known for elevation. When I was thinking of like the company, I was like X and Co, you know, because I was always thinking like X because I wanted this to grow beyond me. Mm -hmm. It's not just about me. It's about going, it's about a legacy to pay something forward. Um, and so the purpose of X Level Inc. were three branches. One is X Agency, because my focus was, is when I was with Neiman Marcus, I was always trying to book diverse faces and Ken and all of them. And that's one thing I love about Neiman Marcus. They really love diversity and bringing that in. And I would call agencies. They're like, oh, we don't have that. Oh, what do you mean you don't have? So then I would find models. I would be call the agency. Will you please, this is a perfect model for you. And one of them, long story short, was booked and all these other things. And she actually got inside the New Yorkers Christmas book. And then I remember reading an article where she got lost at Fashion Week in New York and literally had a mental breakdown. And mm -hmm. you hear these stories all the time. And it's not it's not necessarily just an industry thing. I think it's a it's a people thing. It's that's why I've always respe respected the Spurs model here is that when you're an NBA player here with the Spurs, they teach you how to manage your businesses, how to, how to get your finances in order, how to do all those other things to do that. And I just thought, why not do that within the entertainment field so that way when these people can to grow that. So that's, that's my ultimate vision of that. And to create a spot where if you're an advertising agency or if you are a movie producer or something like that, that you can call and you can say, do you have diverse faces? And my answer is yes. Mm. And, just, and, to, and to do that because I was always, always known to kind of connect the dots, if you will, for projects. Yes. So that's what I was really well known for. 
Um, and, and in that, um, then comes X creative and X creative is where I've been known for my creative consulting. So everything from my philanthropic involvement for over 20 years, for being in the entertainment industry, for bringing all those is what I do with brand strategy is it's not just your typical here is your new advertising campaign. It's what is the essence of the story and is it all coming together? And I'm really not comp competition to advertising agencies. I'm the enhancement tool. I'm the one that comes in and set and connects the dots and then they can take that rest of project over. So think of me like if you haven't for those that have champagne taste, but maybe went had a beer budget. A beer well, budget? I'm the one, exactly. So <laughs> then I'm the one that comes in to enhance that so you don't keep me on retainer forever. Yeah. You keep me for a process to come in fix, elevate, and then go. And that way you can continue on your way. Mm -hmm. And and it's bringing all of that 20 years in luxury retail, entertainment and elevation, bringing all that I've learned from all those designers and, and working with such a prestigious company like New Marcus all together under one. And then the third side of the business is X Network. And under X Network, is where I have not people that I, that we manage um, because in Texas you kind of manage in or an agent or one if you will. It's talent that are friends of mine because when I produced my show with Dr. Yasmin was on that one and Maria Antoleta Collins and Jamie Lynn Sigler and all of them were on the show uh, 20 years ago, Totalmente Latina and it was in six different national markets. Is I was noticing how we have a lot of diverse faces that are great experts, but they mm -hmm. were all coming under the same umbrella. So if you will, is my goal, my vision for that is to build a diverse speakers bureau that's made up of experts that we become your one call for your conferences that aren't diverse, but you want to bring in that diverse quotient into it. So if it's Forbes or if it's Inc or if it's a yoga studio that is looking at breath work, that we have experts that happen to be very dear friends of mine that are on a Rolodex and can elevate your events in that way. And why? Because I think there are three concentric circles that have never been thought of to be together. And that's what visionaries are. And I know a lot of people are like, it's too big of a vision. I go, well, I'm not being done yet. I'm looking for it to be done forever because I founded this because the most important part to me is the fourth part, which is X foundation. 10% of everything I make from a net proceed goes to women's and children's organizations that focus on art, education, and mental health. Why? Because I've been in those situations and I know that all those led to my growth. And why is X level important to me? Because everyone is a role model that they don't always know to someone else. Mm -hmm. And I want a child whose parents might have to work two jobs or different things like that to know that someone that does look like them made it and they can too. So it's semillas of hope is really at the end of the day, why we exist and why I take up oxygen every day. You, I'm like, I, I have a girl crush. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and vice versa. Oh yeah. my God. Wow. God, just, I mean, just the things that you're saying and, and now with the semillas of hope and, I'm like, you know, I heard that if the vision is not big enough, then you're not thinking big enough. Right. Right. 
Exactly. And, and, and I feel that what you're doing with the Semillas of Hope, the, your foundation, that 10% of the proceeds go to um, these individuals. I'm just like, wow, si se puede. Realmente, si se puede. And, okay. and, and, not, and it's like our Lord always wants us to think huge, huge, because his plan is bigger than we could even imagine. Exactly. Oh my that's why when my mother she taught me one of my favorite moments was um going to Barcelona and finally seeing Gaudi and La Sagrada Familia because my mother taught me about Gaudi since I was a little girl. Wow. And to see his buildings that looked like what I looked at Dr. Seuss books. But one of my favorite quotes from him was when they were asking him, they go, You know you're gonna die die a poor pauper and that you'll never even see this church built. He goes, I'm not building it for me. I'm building it for God and his time is infinite. Oh. And that does something to your soul. And yeah. I am so grateful that my, my parents, we were the kids and I'm, and I'm very grateful that even being from West Texas, we had our Mexican encyclopedia, not just the English one too. Oh. And, and our, when we would get in trouble, we'd have to go and write something. My mother wanted us to study history. So we would have to go and study. So I learned about Sor Juana Inez de la Cruz. I learned about, I learned about all these people at a young age Yeah, and, and, and I saw what it meant for me. And that's why I've always said that there's two ways to, to kill a person. One way is physical mortality, death. The second one is to strip them completely of their cultural identity. It doesn't mean that you can't love all of you because guess what? Cada Mexicano, somos una mezcla, europea, indígena. Yeah. I proudly have my indigenous name, but I also proudly have the other roots there too. Right. You can't hate half of you. No. You have to love all of you. You have to realize everyone is human. Yeah. And I think for me, we were talking earlier about La Virgencita. That's what she was coming, in my opinion, to Mexico to do. Again, I'm not a theologian, so I apologize for all those that are out there. This is my personal philosophy <laughs> yeah. of where I've come with my studying in it to be. Right. It's when you look at La Virgencita and you look at her hands, y tiene los nudos, que, te, que quiere desatar. And I uh, I love El Santario en Cancún, de La Virgencita es desatador de nudos. I feel as if when she was coming to Juan Diego, she was coming to say yes or worthy. Remember, she had to tell him he was worthy yeah. to go and, to, and go show everything. Porque el obispo no le iba a creer. No le iba a creer nada. No le iba a creer nada because una cosa era indígena and, yeah. and just in, in his own personal fate of him not thinking he was worthy of it, right? Right. Then when he comes, I felt almost like La Virgencita was saying to both, Basinguense, you need to remember what true philosophy of how you treat human beings should be yeah. on, on either side. Right. And to remind us of our humanity. And, and I think for me, she is a blanket of love mm. and a celestial veil that will always find a way, Yeah, but it's through love. Right. And, and it's the hardest thing is trusting in the scariest moments. But that's when your faith is tested. Yes. And, and it's not tested by God, in my opinion. I believe it's just tested because it is what it is. But in it, it's knowing that you're not alone. That brings you to that next level and that next step. And sometimes you have to just step out in faith yeah. and just say, okay, 
I don't know why I'm 19. I'm going to be in DC. I don't know why I'm going to go run this company with here with Neiman Marcus and help with national media and figure it out as I go. I don't know why. And I'm going to open Excel link. I don't know why I'm going to get a divorce, but in it, boy, is it an exciting ride. Yeah. It's something I recommend that you are worthy of living your best day, mm. not suffering through your worst. Oh, you're worthy of living your best day. Of oh my God, girl, you're like dropping nuggets like nobody's business. Ay, <laughs> <laughs> gracias, amiga, gracias. You know, oh my God. Really, and, and and I don't take full credit. I'm, I think all of us that surrender know, know that it comes from someone higher than us. Oh, absolutely. You just get to listen and, 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 and work the words in. Absolutely. You know, um, I just was reminded of a quote that, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to him all the time, but it's Joel Olstein, and he's, oh, yeah. like, you know, don't put a period where there's supposed to be a comma. Exactly. Completely. Right. Completely. And, and, you know, you didn't put a period no. where there was there's a still comma. not one. There's still not one, right? No, there's still not one. Yeah. There's still so much room for growth. Mm -hmm. So much from excitement. Yeah. I actually even have a boyfriend now, <gasps> you know? So yes. Y yo le dije adiós, usted me lo manda. Yeah. Y yo <laughs> lo quiero así, y así, yes. así, y así. <laughs> yes. And I added my list to it. And he's an amazing, amazing guy. And we've actually designed um, some jewelry pieces together. Actually, I'm wearing um, two of the rings. And this is a ring that he designed. This is my grandma, my, my father's mother. And this is my mom's mother's ring right here. Um, and so they're my trifecta of love as wow. well. Wow. My right hand. I always like to say, you know, I always like to layer and put my pieces to yeah. tell a story. And when you come to my home one day, everything has a vignette. And it's, I've been collecting art since I was 21 because for me, art is a part of life and it's oxygen for the eyes. Mm. And I think too many times we forget to look for oxygen for our eyes. We just think it's just in a breath yeah. or it's in what we feel. It's and also what we see. And that's why I, I, my mother never liked clutter. We weren't allowed to have clutter. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad she trained us that way mm -hmm. because it helped you see what you could give away, not just what you could keep. Wow. And, and that to me was always been important because this is chiquita. There was a cardboard box. Give us a donar. Yeah. You want something new? What else are you going to give away? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, and I just think it's a beautiful way to live. Not perfect, but I love to live that way. I love that. I mean, oxygen for the ice. I'm like, Oh my God. Girl. I think we're going to come out with a bunch of mugs. I drink I a lot of tea. So let's do some mugs and some journals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have a lot of things. to. Oh to my God. Offer. We yeah. can keep on going. I um, know, you know, you, you've got so much going on and, and I love this conversation and what I always do it with all my interviews, I always ask my amigas that come on if they could provide me with a one or two tips on how an amiga can handle her shit. Yeah. And I'm like, but you've been telling us how. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I know I have to close it for you. So no te preocupes. I, I, I won't take that away from you. But before I go there, I, I, I will tell you this. If my company can ever be of service to anyone that's out there, mm -hmm. please contact us. And let's see what great things we can do together um, in that way. On the, on the flip side of that, two things I would say that you always want to hold on to. One, it's taking that moment 
where you close your eyes and you truly take three breaths of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I literally have a reminder three times a day to do that on my, uh, it goes off on my phone and it's a calendar reminder to remind me because I don't know what's happening, but it's just that, that little centering period throughout the day that I think it's just reminds you it's all going to be okay. And then it's something about when you stop and you take a breath that your natural empathy and compassion starts coming out in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I would just say that. And then the second part that I would say about how to handle things is by you being the best version of you, holding on and igniting your own light, you then become a flood of light with the rest of us. Mm. And the most important part is if you live your brightest version of you, you're joining us and adding more light because just like a butterfly, they say, can flap its wing and create a hurricane on the opposite side of the world. What if we all ignited our light and were kind in our hearts so we could do that with others around us? That is how we all handle all of our shit together because guess what? Then it's no longer shit, it becomes light. Mm. And in that light, it's transformed for a purpose. Because yeah. everything that's been given to us is for a purpose and a gift. Yes. And sometimes when we get out of that and we learn that self-love is you give it to yourself, but then you remember you're part of a community. And in that community, we then know how to share that love with others. It's not just to keep it, it's to give it away. Give it away. And in that, you then become a vessel of greatness. Oh my God. You're killing me, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love this. Wow. You're just such an amazing woman. And I'm so grateful that, that, um, you, you, um, are here with me on this mic and just sharing your wisdom and your journey and just how profound, um, uh, your life is not only for you, but for the rest of the world, because what you have created is just going to magnify I mean, tenfold, I mean, God, you are just living in your purpose and I only wish you more and more and more, amiga. Ay, gracias. Pues te lo aprecio. And thank you for well, keep us in, in your prayers and in your light because I do know that um, those travel and I just want to say thank you for what you're doing mm -hmm. and for all the stories that you're sharing and I am so excited to see you and your growth. And I am grateful and blessed to be here with you today. So thank oh, you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My, the pleasure is all mine. Oh, my goodness, amiga. You're such a just a beautiful soul. And I'm so grateful. I'm going to I'm going to hang up and then be like, Veronica, what the heck? How come you didn't introduce me to her before? <laughs> <laughs> we just finished our program at USC. That's fine. But but, we're, but but she is now you I will tell you this you were the first one and she did tell me before I even graduated she goes you know what there's a friend of mine I want you to meet you two are going to hit it off beautifully so I do want you to know that I'm I was so excited about today but you know what that's made the conversation even that much greater yeah because it literally was a first time yeah but for many more in the future ah oh, amen sister amen, amen. Thank you so much. I'm going to be putting all of your information in our show notes so that people can get a hold of you. And just know that you got a friend over here in LA. Make sure you, you know, contact us and 
we're going to go out and have fun and do all, all the things, all the things. I am ready. And, you know, we just signed someone new from LA, Sienna Leone, and I'm super excited about her. So I'm excited. So yes, I plan to be out there like in the next month. So I'm going to, I'll keep you posted. So we'll be ready to go and have a good time. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Amiga. Well, thank you so much for being on Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. If anything resonates with you today, please share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and other social media platforms. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com. Thank you so much for listening. Gracias y hasta la próxima. Thank you.